What's up, boys? Welcome back. Aaron and I are back after a long sabbatical, I guess you could call it here. We haven't been making pods for a minute here. So as you guys know, it's been a crazy year. I hope you all are doing well. And there's been a lot of crap going on with COVID and with the election coming up and all that. We're going to go through and highlight some of the things we're going to do for the league just in case we have any issues or if something would get cut short with the season. So, Aaron, how you doing? We'll go ahead and get this thing started. I'm doing well, you know, just uh, start up a new jobs. So things have been going good for me. You know, I hope things have been going good for uh, for everyone else out there in the league. Haven't heard from some of you guys in a bit. So, you know, definitely it's been a little bit of a, a weird year, but uh, but yeah, glad to be back in football season. All right, boys. So the purpose of this pod is just kind of uh, give you guys a heads up on what to expect for this year um, in terms of fantasy football. Obviously, given how abnormal this year has been and how irregular, if we even have a season, how irregular it's going to be, it's simply impossible for me to uh, come up with a perfect solution on how fantasy football is going to be played this year. With that being said, though, I, I've deliberated pretty hard you know, for several weeks to come up with a good plan on how to proceed this year. And I believe that I have come up with a solid plan this year. And I've spoken with some people in the league. And you know, gotten their input. So I have a plan in place. Um, however, this plan is going to be subject to change if something major happens, like the season gets postponed or just gets outright canceled before any games. So keep that in mind as we uh, go through this pod here. As you all know, 2020 has been completely crazy. So who knows? We might have a Godzilla attack coming in the next month. So we just got to be fluid with how we do the season here. So we'll go ahead and start with the first thing on the agenda here. So what's going to constitute a season for us should the NFL have any issues? So MFL, which is the uh, the website that we play our league on, uh, their policy for the year is you know stated that if the NFL makes it through seven weeks worth of games, so if they make it to week eight and the season gets canceled, uh, that's the point in which they're going to consider it a full season. And at that point, they're not going to give any refund for using their software. So following suit, if the NFL makes it through seven weeks this year and then the season gets canceled, um, we will crown a champion for that year, well, for this year. And if they fail to make it through seven full games, we're simply not going to declare champ for the year. Okay, I got you. I got you. So what about the uh, dues for this year? How's everybody going to uh, pay up for the year? And what if the year gets canceled? How are we going to deal with paying out? So just right there again with the MFL, since they're saying um, if we make it seven weeks, there's no refund. Um, We're going to say that if the season gets canceled prior to week seven, uh, there's just not going to be a payout. Um, Your dues are just going to roll into next year. Uh, unless you have like a super specific reason you need your buy-in back. Um, for me, it just doesn't make sense to, you know, give you your money back in September and then just have you pay the same amount back in, you know, January, February or whenever we do the buy-in. Um, I just think it's easier if I hold on to it in the event that, you know, the season gets canceled and then you don't have to pay anything next year. Uh, but if we do make it through those seven full weeks, uh, in the same vein that we're going to crown a champion, uh, there will be payouts to the champion and the runner-ups like last year. Uh, the exact numbers might be a little bit different just because last year it was based on you know how many playoff games you won. But if that uh, you know when that comes up, I'll figure out how to divvy up the money. But there will be a payout if we make it through seven games. 
There have also been some changes made to the injured reserve policy for this season regarding everything that's going on with COVID here. So let's uh, go ahead and run through those as well. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to try to explain this really simply because it might you know, confuse some people with the wording. So RIR this year, just given how many people I'm expecting, you know, there's already a bunch that you know decided to hold out. I think there's still going to be players that opt out in the future and you know, give up their money or you know just catch COVID and aren't on the field. I've elected to make IR um, unlimited this season, so you can have hypothetically you know 36 players on IR if your whole team is decimated. Uh, there are some catches with that though. Uh, you're still only going to have four of those spots that you can use for like injury related things. So if you already have you know four players out with injury and you know you have like a wide receiver tear their ACL you're going to have to decide if you want to drop one of your other IR you know injured players for that guy or if you're just going to hold you know that wide receiver on your roster for the year um and the reason for that is just because if everyone can hold everyone on IR uh, there's not going to be any waiver activity and that's just going to be kind of boring so that's why that's going to be kept in place with the four the four IR spots that can be used for injuries. Um, now, in terms of the COVID-related IR spots, um, anyone who is out on the COVID list uh, opted out before that August 6th, I believe it was, the August 6th deadline, or anyone who opts out in the future, they can go on your IR. But the catch is that you have to own the player on your team prior to putting them on the IR. So, like, for example... Cole can't go and pick up, you know, 12 players on free agency that all have, uh, you know, the COVID designation and then just go put them all on his roster because then, you know, Cole has essentially, you know, like a 65 man roster while the rest of us only have 55 man. And that's just kind of unfair. You know, I mean, it's hoarding and while it could be considered a strategy, uh, I just consider that kind of Bush league and not really fair. So you have to own the player on your team before you can put them on IR and you can't just pick free agents up just with the intent to put them on your IR list. But again, if you have 10 players on your roster, you know, they're already on there and they all have the COVID designation, they can all go onto your IR list and then you can go pick up 10 new players from free agency. So when you have someone that, uh, is COVID designated, do you have to do anything special when you put them on IR or, is it automatically when you stick them on IR, they just get the COVID designation? Because you're saying that there's only five or four slots for IR for uh, injuries. So do we have to do anything special to put the COVID players on there or does it just automatically sort them? So I just went, uh, as of today, uh, August 15th, I went on to the uh, commissioner settings and I updated the, uh, the injured deserve settings. And so you're now able to put anyone who opted out or anyone who has the COVID designation they're now eligible to go on your injured reserve. Um, in terms of the four injury spots, that's not something that MFL is going to track. So that is going to be both on myself as the commissioner. I'm going to try to look several times a week and make sure people aren't abusing the IR. But it also can come back to you guys as the owners. You know, if you're if you have a matchup this week and you see that your opponent is abusing the IR spot, you know they've got too many injured players on there. And it's giving them an unfair advantage against you, you know, definitely make sure to text me or DM me or whatever and say, hey, you know, this person's, you know, breaking the rules. Can you, you know, step in? And I don't 
have you know like a punishment in place yet um it's definitely you know going to be a warning first and then you know maybe either fab deductions or you know late round rookie pick deductions um just depending on the severity and how often you know people are abusing the rule but again that's going to be on both me and you guys as the owners to you know self police but I'll definitely be you know trying to stay on top of it uh several times a week gotcha gotcha so next, how will the season actually work when it comes to games? If we get cut short, will there be any type of special settings when it comes to scoring or any uh, distinctions for this season? So this and the next topic are the two that were the hardest to um, come to an answer on. You know, I feel like the dues and the buy-in and the injured reserve were pretty, pretty easy to figure out. In terms of a season, I had to come up with something that would you know, work in the event the season gets canceled early and also something that, you know, wouldn't screw screw up the league settings if we were to carry it out for the whole year. So for this year only, what we're you know going to be doing for our scoring, you're basically going to have two matches every single week. Uh, the first match is going to be your head-to-head, just like last year. You know, you'll play your opponent, and if you score more points than them, you'll get the win. Uh, the second match is going to be you versus the rest of the league. And what I mean by that is it's going to take just your points scored. So, you know, how many points your team scored in that week. If you're in the top six, you know, the upper half of, you know, scoring teams for that week, you're going to get a win. And if you're in the bottom six, you're going to get a loss. So, like, for example, if me and Cole face off week one, Let's say that I beat Cole head-to-head, so I would get one win and Cole would get a loss. But then I scored you know, the third most points that week and Cole scored the fourth. I would get a second win and then Cole would get a win as well. So I would be 2-0 after week one and Cole would be 1-1. One one. Um, this is just... The purpose of this is in the event that you know the season gets canceled after five or six weeks... This gives us a lot more data to uh, fairly determine draft order. Whereas if, you know, we only made it five weeks, you know, for example, last year, Cole's team was 0-4 or 0-5. I can't remember exactly. Yep, 0-5. Yeah, so he was 0-5 and, you know, he would, you know, is one of the better teams in the league. So if this was last year, you know, Cole would have had, you know, a top three pick, but then also, you know, have a dominant team already. And so this is just going to give us some more data to work with um, in terms of uh, you know, fairly determining draft order because uh, that's really what the big purpose of it is. Uh, however, I will say that once we make it to the playoffs, you know, if we make it that far, uh, we're going to drop the, uh, the, uh, the scoring against the spread and it's just going to be the one head-to-head matchup each week. But during the regular season, you're going to play your head-to-head and then a, uh, a game against the spread, if that's the easiest way for you to think of it. So you'll be playing two we- or two games every week instead of one. Gotcha, gotcha. And then the uh, last thing on the agenda here, so how will we determine the draft order this year if something would get cut short? All right, so this is the one where there was by far the most controversy um, and the most discussion among myself and other members of the league to try to figure this out. So again, I'll preface it by saying that this is subject to change if something major happens. But as of right now, I've tried to come up with something that'll be as fair as possible because obviously using the draft order from last year isn't fair. 
and randomizing it isn't fair. Like that would just completely screw Joey who has, you know, half the first rounders. So what I'm going to do for this year is if we make it through a full season, as we defined above, um, if we make it through a full season, as stated above, you know, the seven weeks, uh, the draft order is going to be determined the same way that it was last year. So the team that, you know, has the least amount of wins will get the first pick and so on and so forth. If we don't make it to week seven, so if the season gets canceled between weeks one and, you know, six, or I guess one and seven, technically, we're going to have a weighted lottery to determine the draft order. And the way that those weights are going to work is it's going to incorporate three different factors uh, at the moment. Uh, the most, uh, you know, the, the heaviest weight is going to be your 2020 record. So that's going to be the most important, followed by your points scored. So how well your team's doing each week will be the second most. And then lastly, there's going to be an objective uh, team value score. And we haven't exactly determined what is going to determine that team value, but there's going to be some kind of objective third-party tool to determine how you know strong your team is overall, and that's going to be the third uh, weight. So basically for each of those categories, um, we're going to rank, or I'm going to go through it, and you're either going to score one to 12 points um, based on how good or bad your team is. Like for example, in 2020 record, uh, the team that has the, you know, the most wins uh, at that point in the year is going to get one point and the team that has the least amount is going to get 12. I'm going to do that for record point scored and team value. And then based on, you know, your total sum of your points in those categories, uh, you're going to get put into one of two groups. So the, the teams with the six fewest points are going to go in the uh, the bottom half lottery, which means that they'll only be eligible for picks seven through twelve. And the teams that are in the uh, the upper six are going to get in the top six lottery, so they're only able to go from one to six. So this is going to prevent a scenario from like Dylan's team somehow. You know, he's in first place and he ends up getting you know the number one pick as well. Um, now, with that being said, you know, Dylan, he could be in first place and still end up with the seventh pick. You know, it's not a perfect system, but that at least, you know, minimizes the, uh, the unfairness as I've, you know, been able to figure out. Um, so again, you'll be in those two groups and then I'll have a lottery. Um, the person, you know, in that upper half lottery, the person who had the most points will have the highest odds of getting the number one pick and so on and so forth. And that's how we'll determine draft order if the season gets canceled before week eight. And if the season is outright canceled or, you know, if the NFL postpones the start date and then postpones it again, and then, you know, eventually just cancels it due to COVID, I will be totally transparent with you guys right now. I do not have a, uh, a great solution in that scenario. Uh, I've discussed it with, uh, with Joey and Devin um in the past to try to come up with something but none of the options we discussed i really you know loved so i'm simply if we cross that bridge or we'll cross that bridge when we get there um obviously the draft wouldn't be for you know several months down the road so hopefully some you know context will come out that'll help you know come up with that solution but as of right now there's nothing in place if the season is just canceled but if the season is shortened we have a plan and if we make it through the full season, we have a plan for the draft as well.
All right, boys. Well, that kind of goes over the uh, the whole thing that we had for y'all regarding the contingency plan for this year. So if you guys have any questions at all, just uh, shoot some messages in the group me. And we uh, hope you guys are all doing well. And we're excited for this thing to get going. And hopefully we don't have any issues throughout the season. And yeah, we'll see you guys out there. Good luck to you and hope you're doing well. Yep. Take it easy, guys. See you.